Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. First Wednesday of the new schedule, you get two days a week, two days a week of your new favorite show. I'm here with two of the most fabulous men on the planet. And let me get to them with no further ado. Uh, please welcome brand strategist, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Claudia. Hi. What's going and on? Please, <laughs> and please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host who had a very horish evening last night. <laughs> you know, do I got to get a new hand gesture for Wednesday or am I keeping this one? No, I'll keep this one. Keep this one? Okay. The shade of it all, honey. The shade <laughs> of it all. Twice a week. Twice a week we get to see the shade. And you know what? Fans, soulmates, I see you guys blowing up the YouTube. The comments is going crazy right now. Thank you. This is because of you and you guys championing for the show. Championing for the show to be two days a week, and here we are. Um, more time to get into the shenanigans of our co-hosts and their wild lives. Uh, I'm going to read a text message that came in. We have a group chat with myself, uh, Funky, and um, and L. Um, I'm, I'm just going to read it. Okay, Q, do you mind? Go ahead, girl. <laughs> now talking about coming in hot, okay? Had a threesome last night at the Russian at the suggestion of my Russian boo. Then the bitch got mad and stormed out of my house because the guy was more into me than he was comfortable with. I can't with these men. <laughs> these are right. texts. Yeah, help me understand what happened. What happened? So y'all know I got my little Russian friend. I told y'all last week I keep three in rotation, but at the top of the rotation is my my Russian friend. And we decided that, you know, when we ended our relationship that we would still kick it or whatever case may be. And we kick it. And so, you know, last night he met me at the bar and he wanted to kick it. And he was like, you know, that friend that we partied with once before, like call him, like let's party. And I'm like, well, shit, I got to go to work tomorrow until the left 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) Let's party. So said friend comes over and baby, we in there partying, bitch. Next thing I know, this bitch gets out the bed, slams my bedroom door, is in the living room, putting on clothes, comes in the room and goes, if you want, if you just wanted him, you should have said something and stormed out my house and slammed my door. Now you told me, call him over here. (laughs) <laughs> so was I he right i can't help no we were all spreading the love like if we were all i just think he wanted all the attention focused on him and and this is why these things aren't good ideas so threesomes are not a good idea in your world <laughs> not with people who you you got to see again so my next one will be with two random people at a party somewhere. <laughs> well, cute. Uh, Al and I will be in Miami next week. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. I think every week I want to hear more. We want to share with the world more of our personal lives. Uh, Al, you you on doc, uh, 
on the docket for next week, okay? <laughs> it won't be half as excited as that story right there. I promise you, but okay. Well, we can set, we can set it up, Al. You're going to be here. I mean, y'all going to be here. <laughs> so, I mean, we grown, we single. What's the tea? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to get a shot before I come see you. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be releasing, I'm going to be putting up a lot of footage of the Al Reynolds that I hang with because it's a little different than this button up app. <laughs> hey, I don't and have I a stop button button today. I, I'm going I'm to show the world how you really get down next week. Uh-huh. So you make sure you check out our Instagram page for, for all the shenanigans. So fellas, how's it feel to be officially on twice a week? We wanted this. It happened. How do you feel about this? I feel real employed. <laughs> 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 I feel, I love it. I'm happy. I, I, I woke up, I texted you guys this morning. I was so excited. Uh, when I got the roster of what we're talking about today, it made me even more excited. Um, um, I love what we're doing for the culture. I mean, this what we got going on right now, this will be in the Black culture history book when the aliens find us like two thousand <laughs> years from now. And they had this program with these crazy people talked about Black celebrity stuff. This will be in the history books. I agree. Al, how do you feel? Hey, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. Also, you know, Wednesday is also a good media day just because there's so many hot things happening earlier in the week. So I'm excited that we actually get to talk about it earlier in the week because it happened early in the week instead of waiting till Friday. So that's one thing that I always kind of was jealous about with Cocktails with Queens is that they get that fresh Monday news and they're able to right. talk about it. So I'm excited. Well, I'll tell you somebody else who's excited. That is Bill Cosby. His conviction was overturned by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court after spending two years in prison. Uh, The court overturned his uh, uh, sex assault conviction earlier today after finding an agreement with a previous prosecutor that prevented him from being charged in the case. Uh, It wasn't really on the up and up. What are your thoughts on the courts reaching this decision? And we also have to get to the statement by Felicia Rashad. And also Bill Cosby also dropped a, a statement as well. Al, what do you think? You know what? Um, I want to make very clear that I am not uh, supporting Bill Cosby because he was, you know, 60 different women came forward. But as it relates to, to this particular case, Attorney General Bruce Castor was the original attorney general that struck the deal with Bill in order for him not to be tried. Right. In order for him, as it relates to his um, um, criminal charges. Mm -hmm. So I just found that this was justice actually being served because it was Attorney General Kevin Steele who was using this opportunity to get press around, in my opinion, um, the Me Too movement and use Bill Cosby as an example. He did it when he knew he he should not have done it. The other Attorney General Castor had promised Bill that he he could speak openly and honestly in order to um, you know, not be charged criminally. And then I think General Attorney General Kevin Steele went back on his words, and that wasn't right. So in this particular case, as it relates to this case with Andrea Constad, justice was finally served. Okay. Q, what do you think? So, you know, I want to quote Attorney Sue Ann Robinson, who actually has appeared on Fox or on the Black Report several times. And she said that what's most important today is that a Black man's constitutional rights were upheld by the Supreme Court. You know what I'm saying? That is very important. However, you know, I I want to put this out here for for, for Black America. This is not the, the smoking gun 
I told y'all he didn't do it. I told y'all he was innocent. Let, let, let's be very clear here. A lot of things can be true at the same time. Yes, they were gunning for Bill Cosby. Yes, some of them women knew what they were going back to Bill Cosby's room for. Yes, Bill Cosby and a lot of those men during that era dealt in quaaludes. Yes, Bill Cosby did put some of them quaaludes in some people's drinks. You know what I'm saying? He's out on a technicality. Um, and, you know, the, the silver lining is the justice system did work the way it is supposed to work. And I know it's an unpopular opinion, but Bill is not innocent, per se. You know what right. I'm saying? He just, he got, he got, he got lucky. They messed up. It's like an OJ situation. We all know OJ killed them damn people, but mm -hmm. he got off because they tried to trump up that evidence and got caught. It's the same thing. He I just, I just want to be, I just want to be clear that in this particular case though, um, which is what I want us to kind of focus on, right? In this particular case, remember he did face civil charges. And from those civil charges, he paid that woman $3.5 million. So he did take accountability for the civil charges. The sad part was how Attorney General took advantage of Bill as it related to the criminal charges. So I have Bill Cosby's statement. He said, I've never changed my stance nor my story. I have always maintained my innocence. Thank you to all my fans, supporters, and friends who stood by me through this ordeal. Special thanks to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court for upholding the rule of law. Now, uh, we also want to get into his supporters. Actress Felicia Rashad has been getting backlash. People were mad at her after she showed her support for Bill Cosby. She posted a photo of him with the caption, find, oh, that's not the right picture. She should have not posted that. That picture looked like, <laughs> that picture was given sex offender. Can we see that picture one more time? <laughs> I mean. That's really giving I take your stuff. <laughs> she like, you, want, you want this cocktail girl you you know you want this cocktail it looks like he said what you mean no <laughs> well, finally <laughs> she said this uh finally a terrible wrong has been righted a miscarriage of justice is corrected well in this particular case like i keep going back to this she's actually right she's not saying she's not talking about all the cases that bill has been charged or but, all she, the is, but she is but she is I don't think so. I think I think came she, out, she would be sleeping under a rock to say now, to she women, came out when it first started women, all those women liars. She well, did. I think I think that doesn't make any sense to me. But as it relates to this particular case, I did have the pleasure of reading all 79 pages of the opinion. And just so that people know they never had sex, not saying that that makes it right. But if you guys read the opinion, take a moment and read the opinion of the courts of exactly what happened in this particular case. You clearly see all evidence points to Bill Cosby was being made an example of in this particular case. It's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that well, he did not, do I did, I'm not saying that he did not take advantage of other women. I'm talking specifically in this, right, in this particular case. case. We get it. How, have any of you um, ever been drugged against your, your will, have been slipped the Mickey or date rape drug? Have either yes. one of you had, had that? I, I, I have too. I had I it by a, by a celebrity as well. I, I, uh, three years ago, I went back to Florida State for homecoming and I went to a party and I woke up in a ditch. Oh, wow. wow. And didn't you feel... And how did you God, feel? I'm here. All I remember is leaving the party in the car. And when I woke up, my car was in a ditch. I was disoriented. 
Um, people were around me, robbing me, unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. They were robbing me. They, they were past themselves off like they were helping me. They were robbing me. I uh, blacked out again. And the next time I woke up, the police was there. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, they, they didn't take me for DUI or take me for anything. They actually called the tow truck to get my car and called and they dropped me off at the hotel. And, you know, I, the reason I know I'm drugged because I'm a heavy drinker. OK. And I know how I drink. I have never in my life blacked out and not remembered anything, especially me driving. Now, here's the thing. I'm a hoe. So they didn't even have to drug me. They could have just asked me or took me to the bathroom, baby. I'd have gave you this, the two vodka and cranberries and a smile. I'd have gave it to you. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it was very scary because, again, all I remember is leaving the, the establishment and waking up in the ditch. I'm sorry to hear that happen to you because, you know, it is a very scary. It's one thing to drink on your own accord and get drunk because you wanted to. But when you get drugged by someone and it's happened to me as well, um, you don't remember anything and you feel like it was a dream. And um, my my. uh, uh, What do I even call him? Um, The guy that did it to me, I didn't know what happened. Yeah. Until he was bragging about how good my stuff was to someone that happened to know me. And then they came back to me and told me that you have no idea what this guy did to you. But he was bragging us that he put something to drink. Um, So uh, you have no control. Um, a lot of times you think you blame yourself and, uh, you know, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing with so much, like Dineva said, free ass and coochie out there that people want to willingly give away. A friend of mine was drugged by a guy and she was on her period. He had sex with her. She woke up with no tampon in, put one in and went to the emergency room. They tested the blood because it leaves your system out of 20 after 24 hours. And they found traces of the drug in the blood. Mm. It, it's it's real it's so common these days and you know i mean yeah he got up on a technicality and some people can cheer for that as someone who has experienced that it's too much gray area for me i just know? have to say i just have to say again i don't i don't want any people to take it up that i'm taking up for bill but in this particular case he didn't slip anything into her drink or anything he handed it to her in her hand she acknowledged it and and took the uh pills that he handed to her in her hand so I get what you said. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't slip anything into any of her drinks. He handed her the pills into her hand, and she took them. But you know what? It's kind of like, yeah, maybe I'm not that one. But there were some that I think he did. And you're right. Oh yeah, yeah. To, and, we, sure. and, we, and you were sure. right. Al. We do have to for stay focused on the case that he. This was particular with. case that we're talking about is what I want to make sure. I don't want people to think that I'm defending him and his behavior. I'm not. Not at all. We know you would never defend a guilty, rich black man. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more TGIF on Wednesday when we return. Welcome back to TGIF, the show that makes every day feel like a Friday. That's why we're here on a Wednesday. Um, how y'all feeling so far about the, the new Wednesday show, fellas? How y'all feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling, good. feeling great. I'm Al, ready. I'm ready. You ready? Okay, let's get it. Since we're on the legal tip, let's keep it going. Uh, Derek Chauvin is reportedly close to a plea deal on federal charges. The former Minneapolis police officer was sentenced to 22 and a half years for the tragic murder of George Floyd, but he still faces a federal indictment uh, that alleges uh, he and three other officers violated Floyd's constitutional rights. Now, as part of the possible deal, this is the deal that they have for him, Chauvin would have to publicly explain what he did to Floyd 
and why. Uh, if he's convicted in federal court, he'll face life in prison. But I'm hearing they're talking about running these sentences concurrent uh, at the same time, right? So not one after the other. So he may not, I don't know. I don't know how much time he's going to get. What do y'all think about this, Al? I know you have, uh, you've done your research on this. What do you think? You, let me tell you what I'm really excited about this is I, I think America, if not the world, needs to hear from Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to know why he felt like he had the ability to do this to a person. And what did he actually do? And did he know what he was actually doing? Um, I want everyone to be very clear that these federal civil rights charges are serious. And if he lets that go to trial, he could spend the rest of his life in jail. What he's doing is taking a plea deal so that that doesn't happen. Now, remember, I told you the 22 and a half years that he got for the uh, criminal, he would only have to serve two thirds of that. Right. So maybe 13 years. Now, remember, if he takes this plea deal, he may get 22 to 25 years and they run concurrent, but it will increase his inability to come out of prison earlier than the 25 years. So I'm excited about this. I'm excited in two ways. I'm excited that there's accountability here. I'm excited that we're using him as an example. And I'm excited to hear him tell America why he hurt us so much. I have a feeling he's going to still, I, I, I just feel like he's not going to admit that he feels like he did something wrong. I, I, I will be shocked yeah. if he does, you know? All right. Well, let's move on. We've got more celebrity news here. Uh, former uh, TV star Kyle Massey is facing a felony charge for allegedly sending pornographic content to a 13 year old kid. Apparently this happened back in 2019. Now the girl who's now 15 says uh, she allegedly received a sexual explicit video with photos from Kyle. Now, Kyle was charged with one felony count of communicating with a minor for immoral purposes in relation to the lawsuit. What do you think is the reason why so many child stars have faced, we always see this self-destruction of so many, basically all of them except Raven Simone. She had, some, she had some good parents. You know, we I, w- I was reading up on this. I need some more facts, right? Because right. You, you, you know, what did the, did the 13-year-old present as a 13-year-old or was she on there pretending to be Claudia Jordan? You know what I'm saying? Then that could make it make sense. I, uh, I want to give this brother the benefit of the doubt and say, that as a former child star, knowing his industry, that he did not consciously send a naked video to a 13-year-old. I mean, I, I, I think men like me and Al would be so scared that once you hit that send button, that that was going to end up in the wrong person's hands or their parents' hands. I, I, and, and historically, he's been a good guy. You know, he's not Orlando Brown. We haven't heard. So... I'm going to reserve judgment on this and and I'm going to give this brother the benefit of the doubt and say he was catfished. So let me, let me help you out here with this funky. Unfortunately, he met the young lady when she was four years old. He met the mother and the child years ago. So he's had a longstanding relationship with this young lady and the mother. 
um, they used him or regarded him as a mentor because he was a child star. Mm -hmm. uh, the mother wanted the daughter to be a child star. So they had been communicating for shit almost a decade, right? Now, this is where the story gets weird to me. Um, allegedly, the mother had a flash drive of all these pictures that she had saved from her daughter's Snapchat. Now, I don't know about you guys, but a flash drive does not fit into a phone. A flash drive fits into a laptop, right? So in order for you to transfer pictures or anything <laughs> to a flash drive, you've, you've had to go through your laptop. Now, this is my question. How did that happen? Like, if you saw someone communicating with your young underage daughter at any time, right. you would stop it immediately. You wouldn't build up evidence. And in addition to that, he invited the young girl underage to come stay with him and his girlfriend in Los Angeles because he was supposed to turn her on to opportunities. Something around this story just does not sit right and it doesn't smell right, in my opinion. You don't, it, it, and just, just really quick, I'll call it, the family did try to extort him, but then they found out he didn't have any money and then the story changed. So, so I'm just giving you what I read. I'm, I'm just, something right here just ain't settling right for me. Here's the tea that I heard. I heard that Kyle actually had a relationship with the mother and sent her the sexy pictures and videos. And then oh. there was a, there was a whole thing about the mom expected Kyle to really do big things for the daughter with Disney and figured he could get it hooked up. This is all allegedly, you guys. Now, Got and it. when when he couldn't come through with delivering this superstar career for her daughter, then it became a thing. I don't know why we'd be hearing about that this in twenty twenty one. That makes sense. It happened no, that in, makes sense. That it happened in twenty nineteen. If it happened in twenty nineteen, now it's coming out. Absolutely, that, right. the, the hell sense. not. Because, right. because to Al's point, as a parent, the moment you see one picture or inappropriate text or video, you're going to the police, not right. sending your daughter free with the phone for six more months for her right. to collect more years. pictures from you. Yeah, right. that, that right. Right. Marty, I like that. I'm glad I, you got that. I'm willing to go with that. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, Kyle, I, you're right. Kyle is in Orlando Brown and, and he has never been in any trouble. Not to say you can't start now. Listen. I'm not surprised when anyone gets in trouble anymore. You never know what demons people have, but track record does say a lot about someone. Right. Agreed. Okay. Moving on. I want to hear what y'all have to say about this story. A waitress in Miami who we might have to go hunt down when we come down there. Uh, she's not black. She recently released a video saying that ghetto people don't tip and how most ghetto people are black folks. Do you agree? And how much do you guys tip when you go out eating and drinking. <laughs> and you know what? This was the one story that I was looking forward to the most. Me too. <laughs> and, I, I, and I think I'm the most qualified to talk about it because I actually live on South Beach and I witnessed this. She ain't telling a lie. And I know I'm going to catch so much backlash. <laughs> you niggas bring y'all ghetto asses down here. Y'all tear up our city in all your Fashion Nova shit. You get your little $50 <laughs> Southwest <laughs> airline flight. And y'all come down here, be rude, ignorant, obnoxious, and you don't tip. The bar, that I, the bar that I <laughs> hang out at, where I'm down to the bar where the Honda cars be, we close at 5 o'clock. And so a lot of industry people... They work on the beach, bartenders, servers, valet people. They all come to the bar to decompress. 
and y'all don't know as black people, as another black person, how many conversations I've had to sit through and bite my tongue when they're venting about their work shift, about the mess that we do. I have a particular friend, I'm not gonna call his name, a 59-year-old guy, and he always starts with, I know racist, I know racist, but the black people, <laughs> they cut the South Beach, oh man, there's so much problems, so much problems, and it is the truth. It is the truth, it's the truth, it is the truth. I live it, I live it. They come, it's all on World Star, and not to say that other cultures don't tip, and not to say that other cultures are unruly, but there is something about the way we convene, especially the younger people, that's just uniquely black. It is. Right. And, 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 and we don't like to have these conversations and we like to other people do, but we got, I don't care what other people do. I don't care what white people do. I don't care what Asian people do. This is a conversation that needs to be had amongst our culture. Why does having a good time for us look like ignorance? Why is it twerking in the street, stopping traffic, grabbing women, cussing loud in public, running out on your tab, fighting the waitresses and waiters? All of my server friends, they all say, when they see large parties of black people coming in on South Beach, they all fight to not get the table because they say they know that table is the one that's gonna run you back and forth for ketchup, water, and everything else, and they're not <laughs> going to tip. Yeah. And granted, you can't blanket everybody, but more times than not, you can look at that bonnet crowd that Monique is talking about. You can look at that bonnet crowd and know that there's going to be a problem. She's not lying. You know what's sad, Funky? A lot of stuff you're saying is right. And it's a select, it is a group of us. It is not all of us because I... I know a lot of my peers, we overtip to overcompensate for those bad apples in our community that often the bad apples speak the loudest, right? Because they do it and it's so loud and it's so obnoxious and it's so memorable. We often get dinged for that in charge of that same offense. Are all black people cheap and don't tip? Absolutely the hell not. But the ones that don't do it and make us look bad, I'm sorry, we're not there yet. Bad behavior from any of us often gets 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 charged to our whole race unfortunately it's still like that so i have to we, we have to overcompensate for our rowdy ass cousins that choose to behave like <laughs> al what do you think so i just got to share this with you funky it's just not uh miami okay. uh, this is a, a phenomenon that's in every city and i think there are a number of reasons behind it um but this is, you guys know, every week I always have a good list. So what I decided to do was create a list of how every American should view tipping. Y'all ready for my list? We, we ain't got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, make it quick. I'll make it quick. All right. This is, for, this is for Black people. This is for white people. This is for Asian people. This is for Hispanics. Number one, tipping is not optional. All right. Let's just all get this in our head. When you go out and you enjoy the service of the service industry, tipping is not an option. OK, the number two thing. And I think most people who are listening to this don't understand this. You do not have to tip on the entire bill. OK, you do not. Let me repeat. You do not tip on the entire bill. You only tip on the pre-tax total of your bill. So if there's taxes in your bill, you do not tip on the taxes. You only tip on the pre-tax. Number three, use this as a just a general blanket statement. 
at minimum, if you set your tail in a seat and you got served by a bartender or a waitress, you should at minimum tip that person 10% of your pre-tax bill. That's minimum, and that's still under tipping, all right? Number four, tip according to your service. So if the minimum is 10%, if you got better than minimal service, then you should tip 15%. If you got great service, you tip 20% or more. All right. And the last thing, number five, start tipping your housekeeping lady at these hotels that you stay or men, whoever is cleaning your uh, your uh, room. OK, and let me tell you why they rely on these tips to feed their families at hotels. The rule is three to five dollars per day if one to six people stay in the room and $10 per day if more than six people stay in the room. And we all know in some of these hotels I'm not going to mention any culture or what race group, but they have more than six people in the room. (laughs) Okay, Al, thank you for your list. We are going to go to break. And um, yeah, uh, okay, we'll be back. We got to hurry up and go to break before I get cussed out. Thank you, Al, for that great list. We'll be right back with more TGIF on Wednesday. All right, teammates, we have a new Wednesday show and we have a new segment to kick that off. We have a new segment in store for you called Q&A with Q&L. Now, this part of the show will allow our viewers to send in questions for a chance to have Al Reynolds and Funky lend their ear and offer you all some advice. Are y'all ready for some Q&A? I'm ready. I'm excited. This first question, I'm going to go ahead and give this one. Uh, This is Al's question. Hey, Al. I'm a a married male, but my wife's brother keeps giving me these strange looks and compliments me only when she is not around. He notices things that I wish my wife did but still seems awkward. Should I say something to him, tell my wife, or just brush it off? Mm. Okay, so the okay, the wife's brother, brother. is hitting on the, the husband. The husband. Mm-hmm. Tell your wife, she'll handle it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I think, I think, you know, the, tell your sister what's going on. Your brother's making me uncomfortable. He says things that that make me uncomfortable. She'll be, I mean, she'll tighten him up. She'll say, yo, you're making my brother uncomfortable. So either stop it or the two of you guys are going to have to just handle this yourself. One thing that stood out to me in that question was he said, she's, he said, he's saying things that I wish my wife would. So I'm kind of feeling like if he. He's kind of liking it. Yeah. You think that means. It's feeling like the discomfort is coming from, I like this attention. Well, I think anybody likes a compliment, right? I mean, it's just your comfort level and who it's coming from. So I'm sure if he said, oh, you know, you look nice, you look well worked out, or I like the way those jeans fit on you. You know, anybody likes a compliment. The thing that makes you uncomfortable in those situations is the messenger of the compliment. So in this case, if it's that big of a deal, in my opinion, if he doesn't want to say something to the husband, I mean, if he doesn't want to say something to the brother... Then go through the wife. She'll straighten it out. A black woman don't play no games. She'll be like, excuse me, hold on. What'd he say? She gonna want to know exactly what he said, what he said, (laughs) the context of what was said. And she'll go straight to her brother and she'll like, listen, I don't know if you're trying to get with my husband, but he is hands (laughs) off. Like, nope, this ain't happening. And you need to stop talking to him. In fact, whenever we come around, you need to leave. (laughs) And shame on the brother for trying it, though. Like, I wonder what he's saying. He'd be like, you sure got a pretty mouth. Like, what is he saying to him? Like, I wonder what kind of compliments he's saying. I mean, your your arms look good in that shirt. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cute. Very good, Al. Very good for your first Q and A. Okay. Uh, this question <laughs> is for Funky. It's from Zach eight one three zero nine. It was actually on one of our pages. Uh, Funky, I've been dating this brother I met in prison. Come to find out, he had a sex case. I love him, but what do I do? It was if it was a case of a white girl that didn't um, that liked him, but he didn't want to be with. Should I stay with him, even though society sees him as a predator? Now, wait a minute. Was the person that wrote in, was that a man or a woman? It says oh. Zach. I don't know. So. Mm. They met in prison, though, right? You know, prison and jail. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Prison and jail are supposed to serve as rehabilitative spaces, right? And so if, mm-hmm. if we're to believe that the prison system works and that the programs is, and that the wardens have for people rehabilitate people, then, then, then I am all for giving people second chances. You know, you are not your mistake. However, if it was a violent sexual crime, a predatory rape, he jumped out the bushes and took somebody's kitty cat, then yeah, that, that's something that is fundamentally flawed in his bone marrow. And I would leave him the hell alone but if it was something that you know uh, a, 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 a misunderstanding or, or mistaken consent or whatever the case may be <laughs> the hell with what other people think first of all people ain't got to know your man was in jail that, that, they that, both that, were in that, jail that, that, that's the equivalent that, that's the <laughs> equivalent they both in jail for committing the damn crime <laughs> they, so well, they, they one of them can judge the other they, they, they both, judge they, they're not both in jail yeah they, they met they, in jail they oh, met they in jail. jail. They both in jail because but they girl, both. You don't need to be wor- well, you don't need to, Zach. You don't need to be worried about nobody judging him. You need to be worried about somebody judging him. <laughs> okay. What the hell? To, listen. To Isn't jail, that funny? It sounds right. it, listen, it sounds equally yoked to me. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't that something that the one convict think he better than the second right. convict? Right. I mean, right. but you know what? There is a hierarchy to crimes because murder is worse than burglary. Okay. Rape is, is worse than car theft. So there is a bitch, I am a little better than you. Does love does does love does love have a degree of criminal um, level to it? Listen, or is love, love. They fell listen, in love with prison. Here's how I feel. If both of y'all got a felony, you might as well damn be together. Don't come to mess up somebody <laughs> else's damn life. Can't vote. Can't get no job. Y'all might as well be destitute and homeless together and jobless together and on the sex registry list together. So yes, Zach, get you. He's a Good man. <laughs> you gotta go get his ass. Have either of you ever dated anyone that was a, a ex con? No, but I went to jail with my boyfriend. <laughs> I went. I went to jail. Really quick story. Uh, it, it was Memorial Day weekend. We were at my house. He asked to hold my car to go get a black and mild. You said you don't let nobody drive your car. 45 minutes later, this Negro was not back with my car. So I asked my best friend, Jonathan, I said, let me go hold your car to see if I can go find him. When I'm pulling out my apartment complex, my car is coming down the street on a flatbed. Now, mind you, this is when I was doing it. My tag was bad. I didn't have no insurance and my license was suspended. So I get down to the end of the thing. They got him in the police car. He ain't got no license. 
The police officer said, Quentin Latham. I said, yeah. She said, why are you driving? I said, ma'am, because my car, she said, go home right now. I didn't hear any of this. My dumb ass didn't have the seatbelt on. At the next light, I get pulled over by another cop. <laughs> that cop wasn't having it. So I had to call. I said, sir, I can't get two cars in the same house impounded. Please let my friends come get this car. He said, they got five minutes to get here. Mind you, I'm in swimming trunks. I said, Jonathan, please bring me some shoes and a t-shirt and come get your car. These people taking me to jail. Baby, when they arrested me and put me in the paddy wagon and walked me in the precinct, his ass was sitting there and I was sitting right next to him, baby. We was in love and jail together. <laughs> and I got out, his ass stayed in. I bonded oh. out. Oh my God. Um because he okay. had gave them, he had gave them people a false name. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not bailing you out on no false name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we I think we have time for one more question if we can keep it real quick. Uh okay. this one last question. This is for either one of you. Uh, I'm recently divorced. I got on this dating app to see what's out there. I've been communicating with this man for three months and I really like him, uh, but I'm not using my real picture. Should I tell him the truth or just go on a date with him and let him find out when we uh, meet? Her name is Lakeisha. So. Um, no, we saw, we've read how some catfish turns out. Like some people get really angry and end up fighting, if not hurting the person that uh, catfished them, like the Virginia Tech situation, right? Yeah. Where that young man was catfished when he realized that it was a, a man instead of a woman, he basically killed uh, that, that, that guy. So I would err on the side of safety and say, please, 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 if you guys have been communicating and it's positive and you you don't look like a bear in hiding or, you know, or ugly or completely 100% different than the picture that you sent. And I say, be honest, because he's got stake in the game now. He's got skin in the game. You guys have been talking for a few months. He loves the conversation, obviously. You're now ready to meet. So I say, be honest. Be safe and sorry. But she, if she, she uses her ass picture. Whoop, she need her ass whooped. Stop wasting people's time. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason your ass using a fake picture because you're probably not attractive and you know it. We got to right. go to commercial card. They're going before I read this. <laughs> We're going to take that. Okay, that was Q&A. If you like Q&A, leave us questions for next week on the Fox Soul page or any of our pages. We'll be right back with more Fox Soul with uh, TGIF on Wednesday when we return. You said beat her ass, Q. Welcome back to TGIF, the Wednesday edition. Hey, how do y'all like this Wednesday rollout? Do you like this show? Do you like what we did? Do you like Q&A? Go ahead and hit us in the YouTube comments right now. We got our screens up and we can see what you're saying. Give us thumbs up if you like it. Thumbs down if you don't. Thumbs up and make sure you like this video. All right, moving along, fellas. Uh, we got to talk about this story. Um, <laughs> transracial is now a thing, okay? A trans White people want to be oppressed so bad, don't they? <laughs> a transracial white man came out as a Korean and says, I want to be accepted like trans people. So he went ahead and underwent a controversial surgery to switch his race from Caucasian to Asian by having implants placed around his eyes and had them reshaped to make him look more Asian. On social media, he's known as Oil London, and he mentioned he's always felt like he was Korean. Take a look at this video. as British because I, I identify as Korean that's just my culture that's my home country that's exactly how I look now um, and I also identify as Jimmy and that's my Korean name. Uh, mm. <laughs> whoever wants to go please <sighs> that's not how this works 
<laughs> That's not how any of this works, you know. So th- there's one issue that I have with it, right? The, the the issue that I have with it is that it undermines the transgender movement, right? Because you've already got people out there saying, "Well, if you're able to be transgender, then racial dolezal is able to be trans race." You know what I'm saying? It's like they're looking for any reason to weaken the transgender argument. And this is, 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 that's just not how this works. Now, you know, when I went to college, we had a Korean girl named Karen, but she was from Valdosta, Georgia. And for all intents and purposes, she was black. Okay. <laughs> like she was black. She talked like a black woman. She, she, she was engulfed in black culture. I mean, is that his angle? He said Korea was his home country. So was he the only Brit in the class with a bunch of Koreans, then if that is the case, I can see him relating to Korean culture, but you can't just be like, um, you know, I felt like I was just, just, just born this. And I hate it because I know that there's going to be some ignorant person in the comments going to say, well, if the transgenders can wake up and say they, they another sex one day, then why can't he say he's transracial? But that's just not how this works. And where does it end? Where does it end? Like, is it going to be, oh, I identify as an eagle. I feel like I should be a, a camel. I should be, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a turtle today. Call me a tur- Cecil. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, where does it end? Where, the, where does it end, Al? Well, you know, he that's the argument that he's making. He's saying that he went through a um, racial transitional surgery. He said that he was an Asian person, was trapped in his body from a very young age, and that he did not feel comfortable um, being called Brit. He did not feel comfortable as a Brit. And he went on this journey to really um, come into what he felt. And he's like, this is who he really is. So 18 surgeries later, this is what you have. You have a young man that says, deep down in my soul, I'm Korean. And I had to make myself Korean. And this is what he's done. You know, you think I, he, hate, uh, I, I hate I hate what I'm about to say, but like hearing Al flesh it out. In theory, I mean, I guess it kind of does work. I mean, the arguments do sound very similar. You know what I'm right. saying? Like in theory. You know, the only thing here is if he wasn't such a, a media whore, I would I would think I could possibly believe him. I don't know who else would undergo 18 surgeries to be Asian, though. I, I'm just not sure that I'm convinced that there's something is right there. I, I, I don't know. But the Do y'all think he cut up his penis? Do you think he made his penis smaller? <laughs> that's a good question, right? That, that, that's probably the one part of Korea he don't want. <laughs> Allegedly, you know, uh, if you know what, I'm gonna say this before we move on to Little Nas X. Um, if this was a black person saying that they didn't feel black and they want to be white, they would be called all kinds of self hating, you know, right. coon. It, we would not be, it would not be a sympathetic story, it wouldn't be taken seriously. They would just be written off as a coon, and 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 that would be it. That is true. So, let's move on. Little Nas X, uh, confirmed that he indeed is a. Power bottom. Hey, twin. So am I on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he broke down his reasonings in a funny te- yet powerful way so many people could relate. In response to a fan, Little Nas X tweeted, we teach our bottoms to shrink themselves, to uh, make themselves smaller. We say to bottoms, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you would threaten the top. 
for those of y'all out there in TV world that don't know what a power bottom is, um, anyone want to explain what a power bottom is? And do you agree with Little Nas X statement? So, I'm going. I'm going to um, default to Funky on this one because <laughs> what? And I'm not. I, I'm not deflecting at all because I I will do my research on everything. And after the last power bottom debacle on this show, I do I did my research. But this is what I want to know. Like this is on a serious note, Funky. Is what he state true? Is is what he's saying about how bottom think about themselves is. Is what he actually stated? Is it true? Is it is that something in the community? Because so, I I can't say that I understand what he's saying. Honestly, so I'm not first, trying to be funny. I'm being first honest. First and foremost, that quote is from off of Beyonce's album. Okay? okay, it comes on after the live version of "We Like to Party," and it's 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 Angela Davis or Nikki Giovanni or somebody, and where he put power bottom, it's actually women. women. We teach women to treat themselves. We teach Got women. It to be ambitious, but not too ambitious. So it was a play on that. However, the bigger issue is that yes, there is a premium placed on masculinity in the gay community and masculinity is associated with being a top. And there is a devaluation of being a bottom and bottoms, the, the, the stereotype is, oh, you're a bottom. So you must be feminine or you must be queeny or you must be less than. And there's a lot of shame. You know, when the gay girls read each other, they'd be like, oh, shut up, you old nasty bottom. You know what I'm saying? But nobody ever says, shut up, you nasty top, because top is preferred. Top, there's a premium placed on it. So, you know, there. You know, there was space for him to do a lot of education and advocacy here had it not been wrapped up in this shock value thing that he seems to be stuck on right now that is really annoying the hell out of me. Because I feel like coming off an old time road, old town road, that the music should speak for itself and all these other antics. Even down to him wearing the dress on on the red carpet. I didn't understand. Give Billy Porter, give Billy Porter back his stick, okay? (laughs) Billy Porter, if Billy Porter is sitting at home for real wearing skirts and dresses, you're not. You know he's got this thing, and I get it. It's rebellion. It's rebellion. Y'all called me all kind of sissies and faggots all my life. Now this sissy is on top, and I'm gonna rub it in y'all's face every day. That is what he's doing. I get it. I've been there, but I just wish that little Nas would get to the music because he's giving me a Lizzo T, more known right now for his antics than his talent. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back and we're going to either talk about Benzino not feeling little Nas X or one of y'all going to have to read, uh, you know, this this is whole Eva, Marcel, and uh, mm-hmm. Michael Costello thing. We're going to talk about it during the break and we'll be back with more TGIF on Wednesday when we return. Welcome back to TJF on a Wednesday. We're going to get through this real quick. We have a couple of things we want to squeeze in before the end of the show. It went by so fast. It was so good. Okay, uh, real quick, back to Little Nas X. Uh, some people weren't here for his BT performance, specifically Benzino. He stated in a post on social media, the crap BT pulled was lame. And it was too uncomfortable, too irresponsible, too forced, and too irrelevant to the awards. Homie ain't even hot like that for music anymore. Um ain't even hot like that for music anymore. Uh, I wish I had the backing to bring the Source Awards back. 
Why do you think that struck such a nerve with Benzino? And what do you think about his well, comments? And, 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 there, and there was a second part to that statement. And it's the part that I want to touch on when he said, how am I, how are we supposed to explain this to the kids? You know what I'm saying? And that's the part okay. me and T.S. Madison had a conversation about that. And this is something that y'all subconsciously homophobic people tend to do. You always want to put it on the kids, right? I'm not homophobic, but how do you explain this to the kids? The same way you explain every damn thing else. The same way you explain how your ass sell drugs. The same way you explain how you cheating on women left and right. The same way you explain how you beating on women left and right. The same way you explain every damn thing else to them. It ain't the kids with the problem. It ain't the kids with the problem. It is the adults. And I just tired of this when it comes to homosexuality. It's how the kids, the kids don't need to be the kids. It's not the kids. It's y'all. Very good point about all those other things happening. That doesn't seem to be a problem to do in front of the kids. But this expression of love or attraction or lust is. Al, did you want to say anything before we move on to the last story? Mm, I'm going to pass on this. Okay, moving on. Even the, same way you ex- the same way you explain where your neck at, bitch. That's how you explain it to the kids. <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> that's, that, that's how you explain it to me. Benzino, my friend, I'm going to call his ass and cuss him out after this show. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be mad. Okay. Now, we got to talk about this Eva Marcel thing. Beautiful woman. She's doing big things. She's, I mean, that new show she's got, Tyler Perry's show and Christian Keys, it's amazing. But let's talk about this. She was at the BET Awards and she called herself making a statement. She wore a Michael Costello gown on the red carpet in support of the designer, which is her friend. And, uh, you know, the recent backlash that uh, he received for allegedly bullying black women, you know, she's going to get, she's getting some of that as well. Eva stated that she's not a part of the cancel culture uh, trend. And if it doesn't have anything to do with uh, racial or police, that's what she said. She's not a part of the cancel culture trend if it doesn't have anything to do with racial or police. But, uh, you know, people say that this situation does is racial as well. She also went on to say that Michael Costello is her friend and will always be her friend and that she never met a man without a mistake. What are your thoughts on her statement? I mean, he is her friend, so you should support your friends. But what do y'all think about this? Uh, I, I think Eva's on the wrong side of history with this. First of all, your friend got you out here looking a fool, just just looking a fool. And then, two, he got you looking like Harriet Tubman meets 12 years a slave <laughs> in, in the Miss Juneteenth pageant with that mess you got. Like, I'm going to need your friend to have you surveyed. You need to learn from Sharon Osborne about interjecting yourself into things that don't have anything to do with you. Nobody's asking you to not be his friend. OK, but your friend did this. Okay, your friend did this, calling people, you know, the N-word and so on and so forth. So my question to Eva would be, how do you reconcile that? Like, have you checked your friend? Have you talked to your friend? And lastly, you know, Eva, you've got a a, a overinflated sense of self because, mama, you don't have enough influence, you and that milkmaid gown that he had your ass wearing. (laughs) You don't have enough influence in your chinny chin chin to change any public opinion about Michael Costello. Eva, I hope you take this advice. I think you're a beautiful woman. I love that you support your friend, but I do think you need to check your friend too. I think that would be the best way you can be a friend of Michael Costello is check him with love the way you know how to do. Fellas, this was a great show. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Uh, Great times. We'll see you back on Friday. You don't have to wait that long. Make sure you like our videos on YouTube and share them. 
And uh, uh, make sure you check us out next week. I mean, on Friday. Stay tuned. The Tammy Mac show is up next. And we'll see you on Friday. You only got to wait two days. Bye, y'all. Good show.